We all have our traditions that we enjoy at Christmas. And many of us, I'm sure, are either writing or receiving Christmas cards. And that's a real joy to receive Christmas cards. Well, as you're writing your Christmas cards, I wonder if you're like me. That as you work down the list, you look at your stack of Christmas cards and you think, the image on that Christmas card I think is suitable for, and then you take it out and you write a few lines inside. Why do we do that? We want to please the the recipient of the card. We want them to receive our love and affection. So we choose a card that's appropriate for them. And we probably write a few lines inside. And for many, we may put love and prayers or a little cross to show that these people really mean something to us. Now, I'd like you to imagine it's Monday morning. The postman has arrived. And that takes some imagining these days, doesn't it? So you go down to your letter to, 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 uh, to pick up your cards and you open the first one and you open it up and there to your surprise on the cover of your Christmas card is this picture. Goodness me. Has anybody ever received a Christmas card with John the Baptist? Probably not. Why on earth is he using a Christmas card? It's not a sharp-dressed young Christian man. In fact, he's rather coarsely dressed in camel's hair. He's not nicely shaved, wearing aqua de palma aftershave. He's got a big beard and he probably stinks. And yet he's on the cover of my Christmas card. So rather perplexed, you open up the card and inside, looking for the message, and there you read these words. Repent, for the rule and reign of God is at hand. Love I think you might be surprised. I think you might be confused. You might even be a little bit offended. Hold how you may be feeling in your mind as I just develop this for us now. As I hope that you may know, the slogan that the National Church of England is using, next slide please, Chris, to describe and advertise Christmas is comfort and joy. Now, recognizing COVID-19, recognizing all that Brexit is is doing in our world, to preach and to look forward to Christmas with the overarching message of comfort and joy is a challenging thing, isn't it? It's an arresting request that we can know comfort and joy at a Christmas like this Christmas. But yet I want to suggest to us that we can know comfort and joy and that John the Baptist helps us not only to know that, but to receive it together. So thinking of John the Baptist, thinking of comfort and joy, let's go on this journey together and see how God's love is made real to us as we prepare for Christmas through John the Baptist so that you and I and everybody else in our world can know comfort and joy. And I want to explain to you three reasons why we can do that. But before I do, we need to remind ourselves very briefly of the context. We're in the season of Advent. Advent is a Latin word that means coming. We're looking forward to the coming of Jesus in history. We're recognizing and thanking God for the coming of Jesus in our lives. And there's a third aspect to coming. And it comes from another word for coming, which actually is Greek. It's parousia, which means second coming. In the Bible, we are taught to expect the second coming of Jesus Christ in glory, 
in power and wonder. When he will then judge all of humanity, he will put right what is wrong and he will complete his kingdom and the perfect creation in perfect community will continue because of Christ's second coming. So in Advent, we look forward to the coming of Jesus in history, the coming of Jesus in our lives, and the coming of Jesus in glory at some point in the future. Many of us have been married and are married. Can you recall how you felt as you look forward to your wedding day? Yes, there were nerves and anxiety, I'm sure, but there was also excitement. You couldn't wait for that day to come. You were counting down the days with expectation. And that's how we're invited to look, not just for Christmas, but for the second coming of Christ. Christ is the bridegroom, and he loves us and delights in us, and is coming for you and me, the church, we're his world. The bride needs to be ready for the bridegroom. And Advent provides the opportunity to be prepared. And this is what John the Baptist's ministry was all about. So let's look at these three reasons why John the Baptist is important, why John the Baptist shows us how we can know God's love, and how John the Baptist enables us to celebrate Christmas with comfort and joy. Firstly, John the Baptist was the last of the great messengers and prophets from God. John the Baptist's appearance was prophesied over 500 years before by a man called Isaiah. Isaiah and John were just two of the men and women that God used throughout history through which he made his presence and his will known to people. So John was the last of those men and women. And that shows us the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, and the love of God. That he would not lead us separate from his love, but in a broken world he'd be present with us. And wanting us to walk and live with him in his ways. So John was the last of the great messengers, the last great prophet of the old age. The old covenant when we followed the law. And John prepared the way for Jesus, who's going to bring in the new age, the covenant of grace. And secondly, John the Baptist is important and worth knowing about because of his place in the nativity. John was born miraculously to very old parents, Zachariah and Elizabeth, who was beyond childbearing years. And Elizabeth was a close relative of Mary. So John's conception and birth were co complementary to the conception and birth of Jesus Christ. He was part of the nativity story, the faith of his parents. His conception shows the love and goodness and sovereignty of God. And it shows how when we are faithful to God over time, he will honor his promises as he did to Zachariah and to John. And then thirdly, this is the substantive part of what we have to think about. John the Baptist, through his ministry, shows us the love of God and parallels the ministry of Jesus Christ. As adults, John and Jesus preached the same message. The coming of the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God. And it's significant as we think to our reading in Matthew where we find John. Do you remember where we found him? 
Not at home. Not in the shop. Not in the restaurant. Not in the big city. Not in the office. But we found him in the wilderness. This is not just a physical location, but a theological location that's full of meaning and application for us. Where have we come across the wilderness before in the Bible? Think back to the Exodus. The Israelites have been set free from Pharaoh. And they're journeying to the promised land, to the fullness of God's love. And they have to go on this journey, which because of their disobedience takes 40 years. And it's on their wilderness journey that their faith is refined. They're matured and they grow. They are made ready to start a new life in the fullness of God's love, in the bounty of his creation in the promised land. John the Baptist represents all of us. That without God in our lives, we're living in the wilderness. Yes, it may be attractive by worldly standards, but it's a desolate place, a place under God's judgment. And God doesn't want to leave us there. In his love, he sent John and then Jesus to call us out of the wilderness the separation from God's loving embrace to a new beginning and a new life. So John calls people out from the wilderness to what? Repent. It's an old-fashioned word. It means to turn away. And in the Christian understanding, it means to turn away from living for yourself alone, to turn away from living as the world alone wants, and to turn to God to embrace God's love and to live and honor God in how you live through accepting Christ as your Savior. So John calls people who are separate from God, living in the barrenness of the wilderness, as people do today, to turn to God through faith in the coming Jesus, to repent, and then what? To bear fruit. When we accept the gift of Jesus in our lives, changes take place. In our mind, our heart, and our being. The fruits of the Spirit grow within us so that we bring God's love into our locality, into our community, into our lives. John knew that Jesus was the Messiah. John knew that the bridegroom was coming to claim his bride. And so in love, Prompted by the love of God, he went out to call people to prepare and to be ready to repent and to look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. Now that's a ministry of love, isn't it? If you have good news, life-transforming great news, you tend not to keep it to yourself, do you? You're going to pick up your mobile and tell your family and friends. You're going to tweet it. You're going to text it. You're going to WhatsApp it. You're going to put it on Facebook. You want everybody to know your transforming news. I'll tell you a true story. It took place a long, long time ago. In an age that I call BMP. Before mobile phones. As a family, my wife was expecting our first child. And as we prepared to take Joe into hospital, not only did my wife had her bag prepared, but I had my bag prepared. Husbands have bags as well as mothers-to-be. Inside my bag was a very heavy item. In five bank, no, ten bank bags, there was 25 pounds in 10p pieces. 
And it was a heavy bag. Praise God that Rachel was born safely. And having cuddled my daughter, having ensured that Joe was doing well, I went off to something very unusual for many people these days. I found a phone box. Remember those? And I waited my turn, opened up my bag, got out my file of facts with my name and telephone numbers. Remember those? And I got out my 10Ps and I spent one hour going through the list, putting 10P after 10P in the phone, telling everybody we knew and loved, whether they liked it or not, that I was a dad. And by the way, my wife had something to do with it. I wanted everybody to know the life-transforming news that Joe and I were blessed with a daughter. A characteristic of love is that you want to share good news. And John was sent by God to share life-transforming news. A characteristic of love is that it speaks the truth, even when it finds itself in a tough spot. Look at John the Baptist. Life-transforming news that challenged the religious elite, that didn't care for him, that didn't like him, but John, because of his love for these people, not out of anger or hate, but out of genuine spiritual concern for them, engage with the religious leaders and say, you're wrong. The Messiah has come. So love, true love, prompts us to speak truth in love, even when it is challenging, even when it is costly. For John was opposed and would lose his life because of his message of transforming love. But true love will hold us even in the most difficult of times. And the true love of God that John knew and lived in held him and prompted him to live and to speak and honor God as he did. That is what the love of God will do and is doing for us right here, right now. And so do you see how important and valuable and necessary John the Baptist was in his ministry. How he's part of the salvation story. How through John we can see the love of God at work in countless different ways. And I pray that it would encourage you as it encourages me this Christmas. So I hope that you may not be surprised if you receive a Christmas card. And the Christmas card may have the image of John the Baptist and his message inside. Because the message of repentance and the coming kingdom is not something to be fearful and worried about. It's something to be excited and expectant of and to look forward to. And so I hope that we are ready and excited for Christmas and for the coming return of Christ in glory. And as I invite the band to come up, John's ministry of love leaves us with three questions. Three questions I'm going to leave with you at home or here in the church. And friends, with love in my heart, I pray that you are able to answer these questions truthfully and in a way that brings comfort and joy in your heart. Firstly, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the most important question. If you can't say that with conviction, can I invite you to explore that, make contact with Christian friends, family members asked here at church. If you can and do know the comfort and joy of being a child of God, as John invited us to consider, how are we bearing fruit? 
How is the character and image of Christ growing in us? We want the Spirit to help us to grow in that area. Let's take time through Advent to do that. And that leads us on to the third and final question. In love, John shared the transforming love of Jesus, of repentance. I may be a Christian. I may be a vicar. But there are people that I find it hard to share my faith with. And as I was preparing my message this week, I was convicted again of family members and friends who, if I'm honest with you, I haven't spoke about Jesus with for a very long time. Some never. And that's something I've resolved to change as and when I can see them or speak with them. Because if I love my family and my friends, I want them to know the love of Jesus. So I invite us now, as I draw to a close and pray, to be thinking of who are the people that God wants me to pray for, to be open to speak of his transforming love, to pray for them, and then ask the Spirit to give the opportunity and wisdom to do that. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we count down the days to celebrating your birthday, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you, Lord, for who John the Baptist was in your salvation story. We thank you, Lord, for how that we can see your love at work through his ministry. And Lord, as we think of our ministry today, with our family, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues, our friends, help us, Lord, to see them as you see them, as John the Baptist sees them, as your beloved children. Help us, Lord, to love them and to be open, Lord, to share your transforming love so that they, as well as the people of your church, may know your comfort and joy. Come, Holy Spirit, help us, Lord, to grow in this area, to radiate your comfort and joy. Amen.